I really love what uh, Stacy Horst is doing. Stacy Horst is turning something uh, that could have been um, really just devastating and come to define the rest of her existence and turning it into something uh, very positive. Uh, she's kind enough to uh, join us on the radio this morning and uh, talk to us about it. Stacy, good morning. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. So, Stacy, uh, tell me about your uh, your daughter, Erin. Uh, what was her upbringing like? What was what was she what was she like as a person? Erin was a um, a very caring soul. She um, was on the high functioning autism spectrum, and she played every sport known to man. Um, was a lover of animals and. Um, uh, she and I actually started a company where we made jewelry and would go to craft fairs and sell our jewelry, and she would give all the proceeds um, for uh, pet adoption. Wow. I mean, that it sounds like quite an impressive young woman. So when you say that she was high-functioning um, and autistic, she was able to be verbal, right? She could communicate? Yes, absolutely. She um, she spoke for you know from the beginning at a normal age um she was very intelligent um most of the she was actually diagnosed with Asperger's which is now considered autism level 1 um these uh folks are highly intelligent um they go on to lead successful lives and um she uh, was on her way, I think, if I had to guess in this day and age, she probably would have ended up working as a vet tech or something with animals. So when uh, she was a teenager, she was experiencing a very tough time with being bullied by her peers? Yes, unfortunately, um, you know, with these um individuals, the, the largest def deficit is actually socially. Uh, they get along really well with adults and um, young children, but when they're trying to be in an arena peer-to-peer, -peer, it's very hard to uh, continue a conversation if, let's say, she's in a group of girls and they're talking about going to a football game. Um, she would be probably 60 seconds behind in the conversation because she's trying to think about what to say. And by the time she says what she wants to say, they've moved on to um, who they're going with or where they're going to dinner afterwards. So it's really more the peer-to-peer -peer that was difficult. Um, sadly, she was bullied um, at church. <laughs> she was bullied at school, um, online. You know, social media is fabulous until it's not. And um, in email also. And how long did she have to deal with this bullying as far as you're aware? You know, really, sadly, and we can all go back, right? We remember being in middle school and how awkward it is um, and high school. So really, it starts, I would say, roughly in middle school, 13. Oh, so uh, awful. And um, sh did she express to you that this was a big problem for her? Um, she 
would not, you know, she would, I think it was more the element of the sadness because she would see that other people were being invited to go to football games, to go to birthday parties, to go to the movies. Um, and she wasn't, and she would hear that talk at school or she would see it on social media. Um, and so the realization of that was, you know, the sadness later on, um, unfortunately, before she passed away, she did share the email that was sent to her. Um, and once we, you know, once we knew about that, then some of the other things came out. But, you know, I really think that she tried to, um, I don't want to say struggle alone. I mean, we knew that she was sad and we tried to orchestrate means for her to be in places to make friends. Um, but sadly, until after she passed away, we didn't really realize what that was that she needed. And so she took her own life. Yes, she did, unfortunately. And when she was 17, um, she was... Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what the last straw was, unfortunately. But I mean, she was sent an email from three of her peers at school, and she went to a school, by the way, um, for kids with disabilities. They weren't all autistic. It was dyslexia, other learning disabilities. But um, which you wouldn't think that that would happen when everyone is struggling. But um, yeah, they sent her an email and basically told her that she was worthless and that she needed to kill herself. Did you um, have any opportunity to talk with the authorities at the school about what your daughter Erin was going through? <sighs> Unfortunately, um, you know, there I we found out that the she was playing basketball. Um, last, and she was bullied by some of the girls that she played basketball with. And yes, we attempted to talk to them about it. Um, but their, I guess their their premise was that if they weren't there and they didn't see it, they couldn't do anything about it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I, I understand that. So uh, how long ago did Erin uh, pass away? Um, she passed away in 2014. Oh. So you and your husband, uh, just a couple of days after um, Aaron passed away, you decided that you would try to help other families that were similarly situated. So tell tell folks what you've done. Yeah, four days after she passed away, we were sitting on the floor of her bedroom and um, we basically looked at each other and knew that we had to do something. Um, number one, if we didn't, it was going to kill us. And we had another daughter. Um, and we talked about the fact of what it was that was lacking in her life. And it was that social interaction with her peers um, in a safe place where you wouldn't be bullied. Um, so we came up with a 501c3 Aaron's Hope for Friends and um, decided to open what we call Ease Clubs. And if you think about what a Dave and Buster's looks like, uh, basically an Ease Club is a miniature version of that. 
It is a safe place where these kids go. There's absolutely no therapy. It's three hours of interaction um, with just themselves. And we have up to 32 kids a night. And um, they absolutely have a ball. And what we, one of one of the many uh, lessons that we've learned so far is that they really just needed to be around each other hmm. in a safe environment. The, the children that participate or the young people that participate, are they, um, are, are they children that may have disabilities or do they tend to be uh, both children with disabilities and um, main, you know, children that don't deal with issues like autism and others? Well, the members of our club are um, on the autism spectrum. Oh, they all are. Um, yes, I see. they are. We have, um, we do have volunteers um, that come and um, most of them are what we would call neurotypical. And we have um, moms and sons and moms and daughters through the National Charity League and the Young Men's Service League who come. So we... Fortunately, um, you know, they get to they get to learn how wonderful these kids are. And that in itself is a whole nother learning experience. I can imagine if people are just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Stacy Horst. And if you want to learn more about uh, what she's doing, you can go to the website Aaron's Hope for Friends dot org. That's Aaron's Hope for Friends dot org. And Stacey, is there anything about this experience dealing with these young people, helping these teenagers and young adults that's surprised you? Is there anything that you Mm -hmm. came into the situation with sort of a a preconceived notion and that notion has kind of washed away? Absolutely. You know, as a parent, you spend the majority of their life taking them to pretty much every therapy that you can um, trying to, what I want to say, you know, help them fit in or become more neurodivergent, um, normal, if you will. And um, really, all they needed were to be together. I, I said this before, you know, I called, we, we're trying to take a square peg and put it in a round hole. And these members are our square pegs. And really, all they ever needed was to be together because whatever quirks, um, whatever, um, you know, social nuances that they have, they get in a room together with 32 of them and they don't care. And they absolutely love each other. They have fun. They've made friends. They date. They've gone to prom. (laughs) Um, They're now working. I have uh, one young gentleman who's gone to college, is gainfully employed, and now owns a plane, and he flies. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's. we have another gentleman who is ranked 181st in chess in the United States. Um, there, that and watching the young, uh, the moms and the daughters and the moms and the sons come in to volunteer and like most people, when you say autism, sometimes your mind goes to nonverbal, right? How am I, how am I going to interact with these people? And um, they leave 
nine times out of 10 walking out going, this is the best time that I've ever had. This was so much fun. And it's an education for them because they get to be in a space with 32 uh, teens and young adults on the autism spectrum. And it's a whole education for the moms and the volunteers. Stacy, is there any advice that you would give to schools in terms of how they can better deal with bullying, whether we're talking about autistic students or any children? Um, well, yes, in the essence of, and I said this, you know, yesterday, um, to some other folks, I mean, I think that we, we need to educate our children. I think first of all, it starts at home. Second, it needs to start at school with the essence that just because somebody is different doesn't mean, you know, that everybody needs to be kind regardless of what someone um, is dealing with, whether they're autistic, whether they have cerebral palsy, whether they, you know, I mean, it's, we have that hashtag, right? That goes around, be kind. Well, it's true. And honestly, they don't teach that course. There's a lot of things they don't teach in school anymore that I think they should, but that's another story. Um, (laughs) But, you know, yeah, they, you know, I just think that it's acceptance. Yeah. That, Acceptance needs to be taught. Well, that's a great lesson for people, whether they're in school or uh, or not. Uh, Stacy Horst, uh, if people want to learn more about their group, it's erinshopeforfriends.org. Stacy, I'm sorry for what you and your family have had to go through, but uh, I'm so glad it's uh, channeling itself into something or that you're channeling it into something that's helping so many others. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Stacey Horst. We'll do 15 seconds of fame straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. 